0: I don't need to keep eating. Oh, that's good. I gotta have more. No, enjoy it. Relax. Calm down, everyone. And just have better quality food.
1: Hot take there. Yeah, because
0: it's annoying. You ever go to Cheesecake Factory? And no. It, they give you this trash Never. plate that could feed like <laughs> half an army. How do you even find a chicken this big to make a cutlet out of it?
1: Ew. Yeah, it's disgusting.
0: It's trash.
1: <laughs> it's nauseous. Hey,
0: everyone. Welcome to A-Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. And you can check out our bonus content on patreon.com slash A-grade podcast for behind the scenes pictures, videos, a full scorecard report card sheet of every place we've ever visited, and much, much more. So hop on over to patreon.com slash A-grade podcast if you would like to become an A-grader yourself and get some of that very exclusive behind-the-scenes bonus content. There should be a link in the description wherever you're listening to this episode, too. My name is Joe, and I am joined, as always, of course, by none other than...
1: Wow, what a great introduction. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie.
0: You say that like you're surprised.
1: You, you said none other than... So whenever you switch up your words just a little bit at the beginning, I'm always like, wait, what's happening?
0: Well, this is what I do. I keep the people on edge, <laughs> anticipating the next great... By the
1: people, you mean me.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you're people, technically.
1: Right. Okay, so continue.
0: <laughs> Anyways, welcome, uh, people. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you're a returning listener, you know exactly what madness you're about to get yourself into. If you are a first-time listener, then welcome, and I guess apologies, because hopefully we get you hooked on our madness, but it's, uh, it's a good time.
1: Oh, hopefully we get you addicted to our podcast just like i am addicted to caffeine right now
0: okay i I thought you were gonna say like i'm addicted to coffee and beer it's like (laughs) okay maybe let's not go with that angle per se but
1: i am a little bit addicted to caffeine definitely but when you're going to the best coffee roasters all around the country it's definitely not a problem
0: yeah and basically that's exactly what we look for we look for the best coffee roasters the best craft breweries because Hey, those are some really awesome businesses, really awesome small businesses, local businesses that are doing great stuff, and we want to feature them. And we absolutely love a lot of these places that we discover. So yeah, would you want to just explain the score sheet that we go through uh, for maybe some first time listeners?
1: Yes, since we are both teachers, we will go through four categories, just kind of like a report card. The first one is atmosphere and ambiance. Then there's service coffee, and food. At the end of that, we will each give our own individual overall grade between A and F, and then we will fight to figure out what the overall podcast grade would be. Lately, we have been agreeing.
0: Yeah, I mean, agreeing is a liberal term, I suppose.
1: Or what I always find very interesting is that we normally give different grades for the individual rubric categories, Mm -hmm. but then end up coming up lately with the same overall grade, which I think is a testament to the rubric.
0: No, it just means that we're geniuses, clearly. Yes. The rubric knows all. (laughs) One or other. (laughs) Well, let's go with that, I guess, right? And so anyways, this week we were at none other than Borealis Coffee Roasters. Is that the full name? Borealis Coffee Roasters? Yes. Borealis Coffee something. They're a coffee roaster in somewhere in... I'm so bad at knowing the actual names of where we are for these places. But it was in Pawtucket? No. No. Not even close?
1: (laughs) No. They do have... Borealis Coffee Company. They do have a location in... We went to the location in Riverside, Rhode Island. But there is also a location in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. So we went to the one that kind of struck our you know wonderlust. we were like oh this looks really cool let's check this location out and that's really the main location that seems to come up when you search for it on google maps
0: yeah i think i remember seeing that they had pour over coffee they had a nice looking kind of sleek design inside and as their interior so yeah it definitely stood out to me and you were doing a little bit of research before we started the episode because i said I thought that this was the coffee roasting location because there was an old coffee roaster machine in the corner, which is why we often go to these places because that's where you can meet the people who are actually cooking the beans, essentially. But then you started saying something. I was like, blah, blah, blah. wait for the podcast. So what was that that you discovered?
1: Oh, so what I was going to say is that one of the cool things about this coffee roaster is they had a very old vintage coffee roaster on display in the corner. It was a ProBat one was the brand and it is not the roaster that they currently use to roast the coffee there was a little sign next to it so that said they do roast their coffee now off-site which i could understand (gasps) really when you see yeah when you see the when we talk a little bit about the layout i I can understand why it's roasted off it wasn't
0: really that big inside i guess
1: right but I also, after looking at that a little bit, I read a little bit about the background of the company, and I found out some really interesting things. Would you like to hear?
0: As long as they're interesting. You have to promise that they're interesting, though.
1: I think this is very interesting. I'm it's so- unique, definitely. So the owner, the owner Brian, he actually was born and raised in Alaska. Isn't that cool?
0: Oh, yeah. uh, (laughs) I was waiting for your reaction. I was like, this is
1: the big, interesting thing.
0: I mean, there are people born in Alaska. I've heard. I do know a lot
1: of people that were born and raised in Alaska.
0: Yeah. uh, Dave, Mike.
1: I'm giving you eye rolls through the. Sarah. So, what happened was when he was living there, he kind of fell in love with coffee, and it was something that would bring everybody together when it was dark. Yeah, because there's
0: like 17 people.
1: Right. But it was an experience. He fell in love with the coffee experience when he lived in Alaska. And then when him and his wife moved to Rhode Island, they opened up...
0: Wait, 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 back up. How do you move from Alaska to Rhode Island?
1: This actually says there's... I I would recommend going to their website because (laughs) I'm not going to read his whole bio, but there is a bio about that they went... They did travel all over the world. They went to coffee rich areas such as costa rica guatemala indonesia he went to the different farms the coffee farms where the product and the process are of equal importance he went to college in colorado and then they moved to rhode island to start corporate jobs oh wow and similar to the fundati experience he realized that the nine to five life was not for him and he went into the film industry, and again, coffee was a major theme to get people through working in the film industry.
0: This just sounds like a bunch of stuff. Like, well, uh, what do you mean he was in the film industry? I'm reading
1: what? the bio. Oh,
0: okay. No, I'm, I, I just. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't talk
1: up. to him. I'm reading the bio. Uh,
0: well, this is the worst interview ever. Then I'm
1: giving you the. I'm giving you the clip notes of the bio. But it basically says working late into the night and overnight in the film industry reminded him of the prolonged darkness of home and it strengthened his love of great coffee. And he realized that he was living in a region where chain coffee places dominate the coffee culture. And because of that, he began home roasting in 2010 and bringing his coffee into his work. And from there, he opened up the coffee roaster.
0: Oh. And I get it, Borealis, because you can find the Aurora Borealis in Alaska. So,
1: yes, See? Borealis actually means from the north in Latin.
0: And he's from the north. And
1: it's a, yep. It's like an honor to his roots.
0: This is coming together like a movie script.
1: Which I thought was really great. I I think that's a really good story and really good background.
0: Well, why wasn't that anywhere in the coffee roaster? I couldn't see any of that.
1: They did have a couple of personal touches in the coffee roaster, but that story is really interesting. And I'd like to see more of it, not just on the website, but in in the actual roaster.
0: Are you referring to the atmosphere and ambiance? Yes, which is our first grading rubric category.
1: So since I went into a little bit of the background, and that does actually impact my atmosphere and ambiance, I really like the story behind this roaster. I like the name of the roaster. I liked all the merch, the bags of beans, and the look of the roaster. But why don't you get a little more specifically into the location, which was very unique, and what it was like inside.
0: Yeah, I think that's what was really interesting was the fact that There is definitely a convergence of vibes going on because it's kind of on this little corner of land between an old train track and an intersection in this little town area outside of Providence, maybe like 10 minutes outside of Providence. And yeah, I sort of noticed and then you said, yeah, that makes sense that it looked like it was in an old train station, basically, because the walking path, I believe, alongside of it used to be an old train track
1: yeah they turned a very old train track into like a 15 mile walking path.
0: yeah and so the building itself with the overhang like a train station has by the track, you could still see that's what it looked like. it clear again to me unless it something else was going on. So I got more train vibes than Aurora Borealis vibes, which I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be getting Aurora Borealis vibes. but yeah, inside it was very kind of sleek. there was uh, what was it that light blue? color which i thought was really nice and it 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 was clean and there was definitely some really cool uh merch and just again it was a very kind of uh i guess balanced sort of vibe with the colors and the tones i would say overall
1: yeah there there was so much to look at as well in in the coffee shop i found myself looking around there was local art on the walls that the art there was it said the name of the artist underneath underneath each of them and I'm pretty sure you could buy them and there were there was an awesome poster on the wall that had the star formation and the date that the coffee roaster opened which was was really cool yeah there were some personal touches that made me feel a little connection to the business in a way that we don't always feel when we go to coffee roasters Mm. But I think the story behind it that was on the website was so cool. I wish we had a little more of that. Because now it makes sense that on the bags of beans, there were bears. Right. That's a total Alaska vibe. Yeah. And Borealis from the north is a total Alaska vibe. And I'm wondering if that was kind of more of a theme, if that would have been really interesting.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I kind of expected more of. But anyways, it was still a cool environment, I thought, overall. I mean, when you walk in, there's sort of a pickup counter, but then there's you go around the other side to order. So the layout's kind of a little interesting. There were seats inside. There were many more seats outside. And I think we went on the perfect day to sit outside, which was great. Yes. I mean, there was definitely bird poop all over the tables, but that's going to happen with outside tables. So that actually doesn't bother me a whole lot.
1: Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. It kind of
0: comes with the territories. I mean, maybe it would be nice if they were cleaned or something, but I don't know how you clean tables because they were like wooden tables. Yes. So maybe it's hard to do. I don't know.
1: And the other thing that's worth mentioning is that this place was hopping.
0: It was hopping. There were
1: so many people there and there was something so unique that we've never seen before, which is the fact that this coffee roaster is smack dab on a bike path, a long bike path. So in the coffee roaster, in the outdoor area, they had a bike repair station. Mm -hmm. There's a door that is in almost the back of the building that you can get off the bike path, which we saw a lot of people doing.
0: Yeah, whether they were running or biking, they would come stop, have a coffee, chill in the grass. Use the bathroom. Yeah.
1: Hang in the grass outside.
0: Brilliant business model.
1: What a business model. And you felt that vibe of you saw people coming in and they were clearly biking. They were clearly running. And then they were grabbing a cup of coffee, a water, a tea, a snack, and getting back on the bike path. It made me feel a community vibe because of the people coming in and out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose, is there anything else or should we move on to?
1: We can go to the bathroom corner. But before we do that, I also want to say that we took advantage of the bike path and it was awesome. We, after we had our coffee, got to walk. We walked about a mile up and down, which in my mind is part of my experience, right? We've been to a lot of coffee roasters where you sit inside and there is no outdoor option. And I am a sucker for the outdoor option. I thought this. That other half, when we were able to walk along the, the the river in the city, I thought this at Dave's Coffee, where we were able to walk around downtown Providence. I am a sucker for a coffee roaster in an awesome location. And this gave me all of that.
0: Yeah, using a space and uh, where that space is to have that connection to the people who actually live around there is really cool, too. Yeah, it was definitely distinct like that bathroom.
1: Yeah, you're ready. Go right into the bathroom. You are ready for this bathroom corner. Do
0: you hear the toilets flushing?
1: Yes, I do in my room.
0: Okay, that should be enough time. (laughs) I got it. Always got to plan into edit edit in the sound file. So the bathroom... Actually, that was maybe one of the little things that I would have liked more as well was the fact that there was only one bathroom that I could tell. And it was definitely a pretty clean bathroom. But it was just a single single-use bathroom basically so i also don't like especially with single-use bathrooms there's no vacant occupied thing or anything like that so you just got to kind of wait and you know see and it's like too loud to really knock and be like excuse me is anybody taking a dump like you know it's just not gonna it's work. also
1: really close to the counter and where everybody's standing
0: yeah it's just so yeah. at one
1: point i went over and i went to check the handle and it was locked and I felt so uncomfortable because then there was also a line and I was like, oh, where do I wait for the bathroom? What do I do? type yeah. thing.
0: I think they, they did a really good job with the space, with the fact that as far as I can tell, it was an old train station, but... It's just sort of the nature of the space where it's a little awkward maybe in that way. But again, overall, I thought a really fantastic job with what they had to work with. And I still would have liked more of those touches, like we said, in general. But I thought overall, it was a really good experience with the atmosphere and ambiance.
1: Yes, I agree. Last point about the bathrooms was they were out of paper towels, which I understand. They were very busy. And when we came back in later in the day after our walk there was an employee in there both cleaning the bathroom and refilling the paper towels. And this was early in the morning. So that was really cool to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely good. So do I give letter grade first? Yeah, I think I went yes. first. Uh, I'm going to go B plus for atmosphere and ambience. I thought it was really good overall. I think, again, you always have to sort of ask and balance in a way, what is my... Sort of ideal setup and expectations versus obviously the reality of what they have to work with. But I thought it was it was really good overall. So I think B plus for me sort of summarizes my my feelings in general. What about you?
1: I like I said before, I'm a sucker for the location that you put a coffee roaster. So I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go A minus because nice. I loved the walk. I loved sitting outside. I loved the backstory behind it i love the merch the pictures the colors the old train station vibe i really liked all that it was very unique so and memorable so i'm gonna go a minus
0: nice fair enough yeah and that leads us of course to service so why don't you get going with that don't you point at me
1: (laughs) i hate starting the service (laughs) we all hate starting with the service category. it's Top of the line fundati A grade service. Oh. I hate starting. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's hard when you have solid A grade service experiences, whether we're going to a coffee roaster or a craft brewery, and then you go somewhere and you're like, even if it's anything but an A, because it's not necessarily that it's bad, it's just that it doesn't blow you away, maybe like some of these other places. And it's not an indictment on anybody per se, but it's just the difference of experience that you may have on that given day. But I'm going to have to put you or uh, put, put you against the... Uh, what do they call it? Irons in the fire? No. Feet in the fire? Feet on the coals? What saying am I looking for?
1: I, maybe all of them because that's how we feel right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all
1: of those things combined. No, I think the service experience for me was very average. It wasn't bad. It wasn't outstanding. It was very average for me. We had a little bit of discussion with the... I guess coffee maker there were different people they're they're called baristas Baristas, but yes how do you not know that
0: by episode like 40 that
1: was you said it a million times i was gonna say beer tender and i was like wait we were not at a brewery that that was we were at a coffee roaster (laughs) (laughs) hey at least i didn't say we were in portland (laughs) i did do that on
0: on a i believe a previous episode by now
1: look at me trying to do a little tangent so i don't have to talk about service
0: it's gonna happen eventually (laughs) so you might as well just but go go for it
1: i think the best i can say is that it was average now they were a little bit busy so it's not really set up for you to have long engaging conversations with any of the baristas behind the counter they're busy it's a kind of people are coming in with their bikes people are coming in off the trail before the trail there was nothing rude or standoffish like we have kind of got those vibes before. There is no pour over bar. So they make the pour over in the back sort of kind of away from you, which also closes off any real chance for conversation. That's normally when we have the best conversation when we're watching a pour over. We got some suggestions. We talked a little bit about the bean that they were doing using for the pour overs the one thing that I did like about the service experience was I felt like everybody back there behind the bar was vibing and talking and having fun. They seemed to all be friends, almost to the point where they were having so much fun together that there was no need for them to engage with us because they were just chilling back behind the <laughs> behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, tr- chilling at the train station. They
1: seemed like really happy employees. I will say that.
0: Mm, yeah, I think that's all fair. I think that's sort of what bummed me out the most maybe was the fact that they i think we're doing chemex pour overs which is specifically what i do and so in particular i that's something that i would like to talk to somebody about because it's the style of pour over that i normally do at home myself
1: and they seemed excited when you when you ordered a pour over so yeah. i was that was exciting for me and then nothing kind of came out of that
0: yeah and the barista who i spoke to and and asked about it he yeah seemed very excited about that particular bean that they were using for the pour over, at least on that day. I don't know if it's the regular one that they use or whatever, but yeah, they definitely seemed willing to answer my questions, but it, yeah, again, it just wasn't set up with that sort of organization that you could watch and talk to them as they did the pour over, which again, I understand it's limited by the space coming back to this idea of it being an old train station, but it is something that we we love to see where we've been to a lot of other places and you, you do get that that engagement. Having said that, I agree with everything that you said as well, where they were definitely working really hard and very, they seemed very satisfied. I mean, we've been to some great coffee roasters where you sort of feel stressed because they're stressed. There was one, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a few weeks ago by now, where I saw some employees behind the counter drop some stuff and they had their hands on their head and they were huffing and puffing. And it was kind of stressing me out like i said a little bit and again i i understand it's (laughs) service industry is a stressful environment oftentimes but um it's it's all the more nice when you see people who are working hard and obviously again they are treated well it seems like because that comes from you know higher up often and it sort of permeates throughout a a business certainly
1: before you go further on that too when i was looking on the web page On the About Me page, the very first thing you see is pictures of the roasters, the baristas, and all the employees. That seems to be a big mission behind this company is that they value their employees.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Just something that I noticed.
0: Yeah. So I I think that's everything for me for service. Do you have an overall letter grade?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go C plus. A little bit above average.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go B minus because they seem so well trained, which is great. I mean, how many places have we been to where I asked for a pour over coffee? And <laughs> which one was it? I forget. Can I call out places? I can call out places. Yeah. There. I think it was La Colombe in Philadelphia. And I asked about their, their pour over and I started asking questions. And they kind of looked at each other and they were like, I don't know. Like, do you remember that?
1: <laughs> or, yeah. And, or a time that we. How many times have we ordered a pour over? And they're like, you know, that's going to take about 10 minutes, right?
0: Or they go to another employee and they're like... Can you please do this? No, they'll be like, can you do the pour over? And it's basically like, oh, this guy ordered a pour over. And I'm like, okay, way to make me feel like an asshole. Yeah. I know I am one, but you don't have to rub it in my face it. also seemed like in it.
1: there was one guy that specifically was doing the pour overs. Yeah. They had a good organization back there. And the girl that was making the espresso drinks, the lattes mm. and drinks like that was... I just loved watching her. She was in the zone. She was vibing. That machine looked like her baby. It was. She was making drinks that were like works of art, I felt, like visually. And she was hmm. working really hard. So I think they did have a system for who was doing what. Because the guy that made your pour over, he did it almost with his eyes closed. I was kind of watching him. He, yeah, they, he must just make pour overs all day.
0: Again, that's sort of what I was saying where they seemed very well trained, which is yeah. awesome. It's, it's a very cool part of what you expect and want with a coffee roaster in particular. So I think those are reasonable grades.
1: Absolutely. So it is your turn to start us off with the all-important coffee category.
0: Mm, Coffee. So, of course, I got the pour-over, (laughs) as we've already established. (laughs) But um, I thought the pour-over was very good. I thought it was a very solid pour-over. It's sort of one of those experiences where, I mean, I would have maybe like to have tried some other pour overs because obviously the whole point of doing a pour over coffee is the fact that you get the freshest aspects of very particular very distinct very different types of beans whether they're lighter roasts or uh, darker roasts they're brighter and fruitier or darker and, and or maltier and, and chocolatier or whatever the case or the vibe is so this tasted to me like a really good pour over but i didn't get that full complexity that I get with some A-grade pour-overs that I've had in the past. And it's something that sometimes, again, it could just be that particular day with that particular bean. And it's not to say that it wasn't still a good pour-over. I thought overall it was a really good pour-over, but it didn't transcend into that, you know, sort of just spiritual experience that I... Transcendent experience that I look for, which granted is a highly ridiculous expectation of mine, that's why we've I, got
1: it enough, though, that it's not. I mean, I go <laughs> we back could to list a lot of really good pour overs. Hey, I
0: go back to, yeah, I mean, I, I've had pour overs where I actually stop and say, wow, because the the profile flavors is so balanced and so complex. And it's very difficult to do. Sometimes you're you're limited by what you have to work with on any given day with a particular batch of beans and, and how it's roasted and how it works with a particular pour-over method. But that's all to say that this was still very good. I I would still highly, 10 out of 10, recommend going there and trying their pour-over. I thought it was a really good pour-over. So that was my experience with the pour-over coffee, but I suppose you should uh, share your thoughts on the latte.
1: So I got a maple syrup latte, like I always do, a hot one, and something very unique happened. Something that has never happened before when I've ordered. Something I've
0: never seen before.
1: I've never seen this before. But they made my maple syrup hot latte and put it in a pint glass.
0: Yeah. And they had it, Or did you have the coaster on it?
1: The coaster was put on by them.
0: Never seen anything with a like
1: coaster that. on it. You can, I liked
0: it. I thought it looked cool.
1: It looked beautiful. Yeah. but It did throw me off a little bit when I was drinking it because like we've talked about a couple other times on the podcast, sometimes when things are visually pretty and visually what we're used to, we associate a taste with it. Our taste buds are not that good at separating out look and taste, right? Mm,
0: Yeah, that's true. So
1: I was a little bit thrown off and I felt like the whole time I was sipping the latte, this is my fault. This is Mm. nothing that they did wrong. I was like, man, this should be iced. It shouldn't be hot. If it's in a pint glass, I should have got an iced one and I I would have enjoyed it so much more because it would have been more fitting. I like drinking my latte in a ceramic cup. I bet that there's a reason behind why they put it in a pint glass. Beats me. I, I don't know. But I wish I would have got it iced and I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Again, this is me and a preference thing. This is not based on anything that they did. The only other thing I'll say about the latte was that it was a little bit sweet. And you mentioned this as well when you took a sip of it. I think yeah. it was the oat milk that they were using. So Might have had sugar in it. Yeah, in some it, it tasted
0: It tasted specifically oat milky to me, but like a sweet sharp oat milky almost like and again i'm not the latte guy so i really have no idea why that might be the case It
1: overpowered the espresso it did
0: it did for me drinking it
1: overpowered the coffee and i'm wondering if it's because i got a really big size of it that maybe with a bigger size we should have a double shot of espresso i should have asked for Um, a little bit more or i should have got a smaller size i think maybe
0: but that would have been still just like a 16 ounce latte it's not as if it's a 22-ounce glass or anything like that.
1: Right. I I think I would do much better ordering next time I went there. (laughs) (laughs) I would get an iced latte in a pint glass with a straw, and I think I would have loved it.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was definitely good, but it was definitely too sweet for me, which, again, that's sort of why I default to not lattes in general but i have had lattes that i really like in terms of the balance so i don't know how that works in with my overall coffee letter grade but did you have any thoughts about the pour over too from your perspective
1: i thought it was a really good pour over interestingly i my thought is that it's not memorable oh wow it was kind of a good pour over, an average mm-hmm. pour over, but I couldn't pick it out of a lineup in the future.
0: <laughs> the pour over, <lineup.
1: laughs> like out of out of ones that I really remember. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was
0: it was definitely really good. It was
1: good though. It was good.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. It w- if I think overall letter grade, it's almost like I wish I had tried more.
1: That's how I feel. I yeah. feel like I maybe ordered wrong.
0: Yeah, because I I feel like I didn't get to experience everything that they have to offer bean wise.
1: And they had some special tea lattes that i probably should have got instead of maple syrup they had all local ingredients they had local maple syrup local you done vanilla. messed up kid i feel like i ordered
0: wrong <laughs> <laughs> that Maybe. there is a
1: really good latte out there there that i did not get
0: yeah well so i think the coffee is definitely good
1: they do have ethically sourced beans they do? down to the farm as well oh, so okay. that might be why you got some high quality beans from borealis
0: yeah. I mean, the coffee is definitely good. I just don't know how else to describe it. So I'm going to go B for coffee because I thought it was good. I thought it was definitely above average. And I would definitely want to go back and try try more of their beans. It's definitely uh, a leak up from a lot of just regular cafes or regular even coffee roasters we've been to. So I think it's worth checking out for all the reasons we've said so far, including the coffee category here. But what do you think for a letter grade for coffee?
1: I wrote umpy as well.
0: Ah, God. I think that's spot on
1: for our coffee experience today.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And that leads us to, ooh, the food category. Ooh,
1: this is a fun one.
0: Dang, I wanted to go first for food.
1: So I'll go really quick. You didn't eat nothing. I ate their blueberry scone.
0: Yeah, the blueberry scone.
1: The blueberry scone was delicious. And everyone makes fun of me for saying this, but it was just the right amount of bland for me. You're, such a, not, you're such
0: a nerd loser. I
1: love that. <laughs> it was not super sugary. It was so clean.
0: I like food really when it's bland.
1: fresh. It was actually a blue tinted color. Yeah, I that was think cool. Because they must mash up the blueberries when they're making it. It just like tasted that. really fresh, really clean, soft on the inside, crispy on the outside, I was in blueberry scone heaven.
0: I, mentioned, I really liked it. I mentioned that to the barista because I noticed the blueberry muffin that was the whole muffin looked blue with the blueberries. And I said, I really liked that. It was probably the most unique looking blueberry muffin I've ever seen in those regards, which was really cool. And I decided to go with the scone because I feel like scones are a little bit more, not difficult, but maybe particular in terms of their flavor profiles compared to a muffin in general. And yeah, it was great because I actually... This is the first time I think I've ever agreed with you actually about quote-unquote bland flavors being good.
1: I think I need a new word.
0: (laughs) Well, because it was balanced. It wasn't overpoweringly sweet. It had a sort of blueberry flavor profile to it. But you could also taste what I believe was baking soda and what I believe was maybe uh, the, the butter or the flour or whatever, like you could taste the ingredients as opposed to just tons of white sugar added into the batter or whatever that they use. So I thought that was great. I thought that was fantastic. And then they also had a really cool menu between breakfast food and lunch food. And they had like a hard cutoff, I think, where they said at 11 a.m. they switch from breakfast to, to lunch. Right? It
1: makes yeah, and it makes sense because you could actually see the kitchen when you walk in and it was it's a right smaller kitchen. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would actually logistically have to switch over.
0: Yeah, and it looked like they had a lot of really cool stuff on the menu.
1: Great menu.
0: Yeah, they called them sandos, the yeah. sandwiches, which is something I would say. So I actually really like that.
1: And a great selection of baked goods.
0: Yeah. And really unique. Oh, yeah, they baked had a lot goods. of other stuff I wanted to try too. Like they had um
1: we wanted to get everything they
0: had babka i think they had almond croissants yes i mean i have full confidence that if i had tried their other stuff which again i really wanted to i probably would have loved it all but i wound up going i obviously we got the scone and then i got one of the breakfast sandos. i forget what it was it was like eggs and some sort of fancy cheese and uh turkey bacon maybe And the only disappointing thing was that it was supposed to come on a biscuit, which sounded awesome, but they were out of biscuits. So they gave me this like really good, I think it was sourdough bread instead. I thought it was a fantastic sandwich. You're crazy and you don't like to eat until I don't know when in the day. I don't like
1: to eat until I've completely (laughs) finished my coffee. Because once I eat, I'm done drinking coffee. It's nonsense. (laughs) You're supposed to pair. No, I'm not a pair. I could do it with beer, but only slightly. Once I'm... Even when I'm drinking, once I eat, I'm done drinking my beer, I'm done drinking my coffee.
0: Fair enough. Uh, so I thought the But san- I did eat the muffin. I thought the sando was great. I really only have one consideration with my grade, which is do I detract a half letter grade for the fact that I didn't get to try that biscuit? And I think I have to.
1: Or do they do it on purpose so we come back?
0: Ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not so sure. So what do you think for for food grade overall?
1: With the awesome selection and how good the blueberry scone was and how good your sandwich looked
0: yeah the sandwich was great it was i really great sandwich
1: was thinking b plus for food
0: well i also what i liked about the sandwich was that it was kind of like a half sandwich and i actually really like that perfect size you know what
1: perfect portion you know
0: what i really actually this is worth mentioning because this bothers me so much Especially in certain places in the country, like where we live back in New York, you oftentimes get this where it's like, okay, well, you can have a regular or a small size sandwich for like a reasonable price. Or we could instead just offer you for just a few dollars more, way more food than you ever need to eat of lower quality and you'll just have diarrhea for days. And it's like, I don't want to deal with any (laughs) of that. Like, I'd rather have really higher quality, smaller portion and slightly more reasonable price. That seems like a way better balance to me. I don't need to keep eating. Oh, that's good. I got to have more. No, enjoy it. Relax. Calm down, everyone. And just have better quality food.
1: Hot take there. Yeah,
0: because it's annoying. You ever go to Cheesecake Factory? And no. It, they give you this trash Never. plate that could feed like half an army and it's like i don't know how much money it costs cuz i haven't been there in years but i remember being like how do they how do you even find a chicken this big to make a cutlet out of it <laughs> yeah it's disgusting it's trash it's
1: nauseous
0: yeah why it's why do we always it's awful. whenever
1: anybody talks about chicken or any type of meat in general i like get so nauseous yo
0: go to cheesecake factory and order Ugh. order like chicken parmesan Ugh. it's like the no. size it's it's like the size of your torso the the chicken cutlets ridiculous I don't know if that's the case anymore but it used to be when I went there
1: That's the it's making me nauseous. Yeah, I'm like give again. me a
0: little one. Give me a little one for half the price. Hot take. <laughs> so I
1: agree with you completely and again you're making me ready to be a vegetarian.
0: <laughs> uh, that's not my Every goal. Day. That's Every not my day. goal. My goal my goal is to is to is to explain the fact that I really appreciated that it was like a half sandwich and it was Really good quality, high quality, it, and it was really reasonably priced for for that. So I really love that they did that. So I'm gonna go. All
1: their prices were very reasonable. Yeah. By the way, I thought even the pour over was less than four dollars.
0: I'm gonna go see. I was gonna go a minus because I really was kind of peeved that I didn't get the biscuit, but I'm gonna go a for food.
1: Wow. Yeah, it
0: was great. Like it was a great breakfast sandwich. It really hit the spot.
1: I bet I would have went higher if I had the egg sandwich. It was
0: a, it was a great sandwich. It was it was a really like really kind of amazing sandwich. Like I don't I don't like to say, oh well, well, you know, it could have been uh, the bread could have been sauteed and pickled and brine of blah, blah. like no, I'm not going to be a fancy jerk about it. Like if it's really awesome quality, which I thought it was, hey, eh, you get an A grade. and That's what it comes down to. Why it's, are you looking at me like I'm I nuts? just realized something. What?
1: You always save me a little bite of whatever it is so that I could review it on the podcast. And today you wouldn't give me any feedback about if it was good or not, but you didn't even save me a bite. No. So that's how I can know if it's a grade is if you
0: I, <laughs> don't. I, hey, you, I warned you. you don't I didn't tell you bite. whether I liked it. or I didn't tell you whether I liked it or not, but I warned you. I said, you said, oh, save some for me later. I said, there is none for you later. That's not going to happen.
1: You were like, it's not going to last.
0: Well, it's it's also... I When I said it's not going to last, I meant because an egg sandwich doesn't last to begin with. You can't just have an egg sandwich sitting around in your car and then you try it six hours later and you're like, eh, I don't like it. It's like, yeah, you have a soggy... <laughs> Half-bitten egg sandwich sitting in a car for six hours. Like that does that does them disservice. I feel. I
1: also blame the sushi in the car because we had sushi waiting for me for lunch in the car, and I was dreaming about it.
0: Leftover sushi. Yeah,
1: I'm a big fan of leftover sushi the next day after it being cold in the fridge all night. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a heck of a trip. What a trip. Anyways,
1: we love Providence.
0: Yeah, I I thought the food there was great though. So that's my letter grade.
1: And a couple of hot takes. So let's roll right from your hot takes into our report card (laughs) grades. Hashtag transitions. For atmosphere and ambiance, you gave a B plus. I gave an A minus. For service, you gave a B minus. I gave a C plus. For coffee, we both gave a B. For food, you gave an A. I gave a B plus.
0: Okay, I know my letter grade.
1: I know my letter grade as well. And I have a sneaky suspicion. Sneaky suspicion. Why is
0: the suspicion sneaky?
1: that we're going to have the same grade.
0: How is the suspicion what is sneaky? I think you're sneaky and you have suspicions. You so, don't know the saying, do you?
1: What is the saying?
0: I have a sneaking suspicion. It is? I don't know. I'm well, just messing with you.
1: <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> we did have a hot debate whether it's all of the sudden or all of a sudden.
0: Which I don't remember. It's what all we of said. a sudden. All of a sudden? Yeah. All of a uh, All of a sudden.
1: All of a sudden.
0: No, I think it's all of the sudden.
1: It's not. That's what you say, but we looked it up at Victory Brewing.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. We did have that conversation yeah, at we Victory did. Brewing. And
1: the beer tender at Victory Brewing looked it up for us, and it's all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, and she was pretty set on that, so I, I don't like to argue too much with the beer tender. No. Anyways, three, two, one. Three, three two, one. 1? One, B, B plus. plus. What? I knew it. What? B plus for Borealis plus. That's the answer. That's clearly the answer.
1: I think that's a great grade.
0: Didn't you say they have another location?
1: They do, in Pawtucket.
0: Now, do they do the roasting there?
1: I don't know. I didn't dig deep enough into the website.
0: Mm, interesting, because I feel as if I'm really curious about this other location now. Wait, that other location is in Pawtucket? Yes. Oh, my God. So I knew something was in Pawtucket at the beginning of the episode. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah, I kind of really want to know what's going on there. Maybe we'll look it up after because I want to see because... They definitely have all of the elements of everything that I look for in a coffee roaster. And I think that location in general is really cool. It's really worth checking out, especially if it's nice weather and you want to go for a bit of a walk. It's just a really kind of chill, laid back, relaxed vibe and good coffee, too. So I would highly recommend.
1: I agree. I think that this is really close to being a destination spot as well just because of the location
0: yeah really i am a
1: sucker for location get a cup of coffee go for a walk bring your bike bring your friends bring your kids there's outdoor seating definitely go in the warm weather so that you can check out the trail the trail brings you down by the water you see some lighthouses some really beautiful views yeah it's cool it's a really friendly community feel in there i think because people are coming in and out highly recommend recommend for me
0: yeah, so that's B-plus for Borealis from A-Grade Podcast.
1: Interestingly enough, I would say that Providence has some of my favorite coffee in the country.
0: Uh, there's definitely good coffee in Providence. It's surprising.
1: Yeah. Um, we were talking a little bit when we were walking that we feel like Rhode Island is a little bit of a hidden gem. And Yeah, don't go there. It sucks. We don't, yeah, we are really been loving exploring Rhode Island over the last year or so and checking out the different spots. And I think coffee in Rhode Island is something that is starting to really boom and be really delicious.
0: Yeah. And so if you want more episodes from us, uh, subscribe, follow us wherever you listen to us. And again, last shameless self-promotion. You can get bonus content pictures and videos of bathrooms
1: I took a really long <laughs> video in the bathroom today uh including myself that statement. posing a little bit in front of the mirror in okay. the video
0: so patreon.com/a grade podcast click on the link in the description hey you want to be cool become an a grader yourself all the cool kids are doing oh here. yeah oh yeah uh, so click on the link in the description because uh, Jackie Jackie would wants to be friends with you.
1: Yes, I really do. I think
0: if you don't like us you can go suck an egg. But Jackie
1: No, Jackie I want all wants- of you to listen next week. <laughs> Give us some recommendations of places to go. We got some really really fun travels coming up that we yeah, can't wait good to adventures. share. Can I can,
0: can we can we say where we're going this summer yet?
1: I think we should if people you know, hung on this long, you should know. If
0: people listen through my Cheesecake Factory rant, and, I think they deserve to know what's happening this and summer. And if you
1: don't hit thirty seconds, thirty seconds skip, skip, skip through this jazz music that's probably playing over me right now. Yep. Then you deserve to know where we are going this summer.
0: Okay, so we are going drum
1: roll, please.
0: None other I can actually add a drum roll.
1: You should. This uh. is worth it. Oh this is worth it.
0: Okay, we are actually going this summer to you want to reveal? You reveal. You like. I reveal. was letting
1: the drum reel. Drum roll uh, the drum the
0: drum's still going, probably.
1: We are going to Italy. We are going si. to see Rome.
0: Yeah.
1: It's so weird to, to say it out loud. I've
0: been listening to a lot of Italian yes. audiobooks.
1: We are going to Rome, Florence, Naples, the Amalfi Coast. We are checking out all of the East. west West. coast of italy we're going east we're going to get there yes we (laughs) and we are really excited we are going to bring a grade podcast along for the ride we'll probably branch out and be doing some reviews of pizza wine
0: we're going to be doing reviews of pizza and wine
1: yes we're probably going to branch out a little maybe even if i can convince joe we can do some reviews of some tourist attractions that we go to.
0: I'm going to grade the heck out of Italy. Some
1: hikes that we do. Maybe we'll add a couple extra episodes when we're in Italy. That might be fun. And we are really excited to share that trip with you all.
0: Just got to figure out how to get podcast stuff on a plane.
1: Yes, we are actually actively working on that because we do take the podcast on the road and we're thinking about. We haven't the taken it on way. the air yet, though. We have not taken it on a plane yet. Yeah. Well, we've <laughs>
0: taken it on air, not in air. Yes. So.
1: <laughs> we've it's yeah we've driven it a lot of different places but it has not been on an airplane yet
0: (laughs) well anyways that's all to come this summer so stay tuned but obviously we'll have some more episodes before then so check us out back here and uh, we hope to see you next week maybe at a coffee roaster maybe at a craft brewery we'll see
1: arrivederci
0: arrivederci (laughs) you gotta try to exaggerate that's how you sound italian arrivederci no good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna get us. I'm gonna get us killed I in Italy. It was
1: supposed to be a beautiful, flowy, romantic language. Arrivederci.
0: Try again. Uh, I think that's enough offensive Italian interpretations for one. All right, then say
1: goodbye to your serial killer voice.
0: That, that, I'm cutting this part <laughs> out. That's for sure. <laughs> you can't just say that out of context. What's wrong with you? That makes no sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're actually not gonna cut this out, it means that Joe can do really, really funny voice acting where he can change his voice
0: I don't know what you're talking about
1: (laughs) like where we we also when you did the human robot episode and you pretended to be a robot that was great
0: oh this is a great podcast yeah but I use a voice changer for that
1: yeah but you actually did do it before the voice changer as well that's
0: true yeah Yeah. (laughs) anyways uh, I'm done
1: okay (laughs) (laughs) arrivederci for real (laughs) arrivederci
0: and uh, hope to see you next week
1: yes we can't wait
0: until then stay safe be well drink well and See see you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.